2: <coughs> Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh, and uh, we're rolling back the clock today to December 1980. And uh, we're going to be taking a look at uh, Fantastic Films Collector's Edition number 20, which is an old magazine with a headline on it called Clone Wars Explained. This is a, someone's uh, uh, speculation in 1980 it's uh, coming up with theories about what the Clone Wars was and uh, what Episode 6 is going to be like and all this and that. And uh, a friend of mine gave me this magazine when he was digging through some old Star Wars things in the garage. So uh, we're going to take a look at that with, uh, with Bryce and Blake in the escape pod, so stay tuned. landing. All right, boys. Welcome back. Hey, Hello. glad to be back. <laughs> uh, good to have you guys back, uh, and especially for this uh, this very very special episode. I mean, like I, I was kind of blown away when when this article uh, surfaced because it, it kind of made me think in a way that. Um, I haven't really been able to before, uh, you know, like a lot of us, uh, well, the three of us were all born after the, uh, original trilogy was a thing. Um, uh, and so like to have that mindset of, uh, especially even when this article was written in 1980, they had two star Wars films and that was it. And so it's kind of crazy to think like, oh, yeah, what was speculation like on like what this Clone Wars was and and what re- what what uh, revenge of the Jedi was going to be like? Uh, but that's um, a good point. I wonder was yeah. when did they release Splinter of the Mind's Eye? Uh, that was, I think, around the same time, actually. Uh, that was the first EU book. Let me just yeah, look this that's up. What,
1: I'm wondering if that would have had a massive effect Ninth- on everyone's opinion. Stuff, 1978 like expanded universe stuff and you wow. know what's to come early. okay so it actually was before empire strikes back then yep.
2: uh yes yes uh, yeah so novel, people would but-
1: have actually read that and used that to speculate what's to come which is actually really crazy to think about
2: yeah uh yeah that's that's a good point actually um and it's actually have you have either of you read that book I kind of,
1: I kind of glanced at it, and I read through the wiki oh, like years ago, but I haven't actually read the novel.
0: It's- I think i the same, the same thing. Just yeah,
2: right. Um, yeah. Well, uh, let's. Uh, let, I figured we would just kind of go through this magazine here. Uh, just, I'll, I'll read out a section. Or, or show you a photo with like the, you know, the title, the caption beneath it, all that stuff. We're this just is gonna a podcast. Make fun. We're going to have to explain the imagery. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we're just going to make fun of this thing. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're just going to have a good time breaking this down. We'll see. We'll see what this guy, uh, how close he is to what we got. And, uh, you know, just how out there some of these theories are because th- these are all theories from a guy in 1980 so none of this yeah. is well, is fact okay uh so if you're new to star wars uh this is this is not for you <laughs> 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 go watch the <laughs> go watch uh, the original trilogy oh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man some
1: poor fan yeah. turns on this episode the first time any star wars content is just so let down by what's to come.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> don't
0: get your Marvel hopes up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think I'm ready to delve into some uh some more intense <laughs> Star Wars lore. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Ready,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. It's uh, it, some of this stuff is pretty out there. I've already pre read it, uh, but uh, you know, what? let's let's just start with the cover, all right? So <clears throat> Empire Strikes Bout came out, Let, let's just all put ourselves in the mindset of like 1980, okay? It's Christmas time, 1980. <laughs> Empire okay. Strikes Back came out six months ago. Yeah,
0: I got my mullet. I have <laughs> I have some really short <laughs> denim jeans on.
2: Yeah, dude. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, I got ready. I got my plaid sweater on. Some some of those big uh, shades. I got the George Lucas haircut going on. You know, some nice. uh, overalls. Mm, yeah Uh, white sneakers white sneakers
1: i got a big t-shirt that's way too boxy and no one should actually wear (laughs) has a terrible cut it doesn't reveal anything it goes with my half baggy jeans with the knees missing and my hair that goes to my shoulders but it's very flat (laughs) all
2: right so we pick up this magazine at the the local uh uh, drug Mart or whatever, and uh, we see special anniversary issue printed on the top corner and a big blue headline called "Clone Wars Explained." And and we all kind of recall that that line that Ben Kenobi says to Luke about uh, about uh, the Clone Wars. You know, Luke says to Ben Kenobi, "You fought in the Clone Wars," and, and and Ben goes on, "Oh yes, I was Jedi Knight, was the same as your father, you know, and all that stuff." So uh, we take a closer look at the cover. And there's a, a picture of Boba Fett, you know, very classic picture of him uh, zoomed in on the uh, the bridge of the Star Destroyer. And it says, Bounty Hunter may reveal true identity in War's sequel. Uh, see story on page 24.
1: Actually, uh, you know, what is quite interesting is, I don't know if it's a coincidence or this guy actually already was starting to know the future, but it's talking about revealing the Clone Wars and it's Boba Fett. Just pointing that out.
2: Yeah. right it, yeah yeah and and he's not too far off but i think he's got some theories as to the fact that maybe boba fett has a little more to do with this story uh and I guess we'll get into that in a bit because um, I
1: wonder if George read this magazine and that gave him the idea for the prequels. <laughs> it, makes you, it makes you wonder, hey, eh?
2: um, Dark Lord.
1: That was a good dece- idea. <laughs>
2: here's, another, here's another picture of uh, Luke and Vader fighting uh, on on Bespin, and the caption reads, "Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader duel with with lightsabers," and uh, the little headline next to that says, "Dark Lord deceives son." With half-truth revelation, Lord Vader in an imperial subspace broadcast revealed today that he informed rebel leader Luke Skywalker as to his uh, progeny. A dumbfounded Skywalker lost his head, figuratively, and hand, literally, when he learned that he may well be third in line for the monarchy. (laughs) That I'm is, lie. Lie. is just, like, the nerziest, geekiest sentence I've ever heard. I was gonna say oh, yeah. it just
0: sounds like a tabloid. <laughs> yeah. it's like oh, you're absolutely! It's like
2: the, yeah,
0: it's like who's new? It's
2: like, oh my shit. goodness! So I'm gonna flip inside. Let's let's flip inside the magazine here. Try and find that article. Um, oh look! Join the official Star Wars fan club. Get you should send. Just send in the letter. Oh man, there's, there's still, there's still the cutaway still here. <laughs> Look at that. Send to official Star Wars fan club, PO Box eight nine zero five, Department SD, which, the uh, Universal City, California nine one six zero eight. Everybody, send in your slips. Uh, you know, you can, you can. <laughs> Josh, you should put it out on the tweet so all of your fans can print it out and mail it Allow, in. Allow, check this out. Allow four to six weeks for delivery of the. The membership kit. Wow. Um, whereas t- you know today, of course, uh, it would be go one day all the delivery. Way across the galaxy, man. <laughs> um, oh yeah, totally. That's a good point, actually. All right. So what do we That's get? About we got right we for light speed. Star Lightspeed. Wars pencil. A uh, little little oh membership card. We'll look at that. A patch. Some photographs. Eight by eleven, perfect for framing on your wall uh for that for that very small and building collection that'll keep growing for 40 years <laughs> uh guarantee if for any reason you are not satisfied with your membership <laughs> of the official star wars fan club you may return all materials received for a full refund <laughs> lucasum limited so we get that uh Is that all right. still their address or have they moved since then like when did they move to presidio oh i don't i have no idea um I gotta rewatch all those documentaries now yeah. again. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. It'd, it'd but, be funny if you mailed
1: that and just went to like some random guy's house.
2: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what is this crap? <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny about the some of the promotional material for Empire Strikes Back. Like, I'm I'm taking a good look at this picture of the patch. I don't know if you can see that on the camera, but uh, so it's the, a.
1: Oh wow! It looks exactly like the anime version of Darth Vader that we got
2: in Rebels. So, yeah, that plus, I mean, do you see the flames beneath it? This is a black and white photograph, but you see the flames beneath it. This reminds me of the promotional material for Revenge of the Sith. Like a lot of the, yeah. the Revenge of the Sith oh, stuff yeah, had Vader's, right. Vader's helmet with the flames underneath. Yeah, I remember that um, from the Lego box.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. the logo on like all that stuff for, for a long time.
2: Yeah, yeah. So a lot of some recycled promotional uh, inspiration there, I guess, for the later films that came out. Um, yeah, let's find this article. Okay. I got the article out. We got a big, uh, big printout colored sheet with Vader on it and all this, this DNA garble on it. And it says <laughs> clone wars. And there's a, a DNA strip on the, uh, on the picture there. Look Like when you
0: think of the, like, I know what we think of clones. We don't think of like science fiction. Right, but like when you like, Mm -hmm. I I feel like especially going into the 20th century, cloning was like something kind of real, like, and it had, you know, like you know, the 90s and people are like cloning sheep and shit. The sheep, yeah, yeah. It's
1: a good point. Before that, open, you know, like crazy
0: sci-fi fantasy stuff. Yeah, so so people are kind of like. I think that's why there's all that like DNA
2: stuff, and like it's like, oh yeah, this is
0: gonna have to. a lot more to do with science.
2: Right. Mm. Yeah, and, and I mean, George Lucas' his last science fiction film was THX 1138, which, I mean, that was pretty out there. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but I it was, honestly, I love I loved George Lucas. I love the man. I love everything he does <laughs> but- except THX 1138. <laughs> I, I sat down on my couch, and it was a struggle, dude. Like, I was like, this is the director's cut, so this is, like, the extra, you know, like, the full version, like, the George Lucas, like i don't know i don't know why they cut 10 minutes out of the movie it didn't need to happen you know so this is the full the full edition and it was tough it was like this is hard it's chapter. just because it's Man. aged
1: like it's is just, it like watching the original plan of the apes like that kind of vibe yeah like it's 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 just well no aged. it's
0: like the, every every like film or like art film student you know that gets out of school they got to make their like fancy arty arty mm. film it's like
2: it's, yeah. it's, it's that it's exactly bit, it's like
0: highbrow yeah. right yes yeah mm. it's
2: very abstract in the sense that very, you know very stylized a lot of that stuff so uh, this is also kind of a <clears> at <throat> the director's cut it's it's like a uh kind of like what george did with the special edition some of the effects have been replaced um or i guess enhanced um so you know it slightly modernizes some pieces of it, but uh it, yeah, the the general story was very, very science fiction-y. Like uh the society is basically living underground. So you don't see the sky until the last, like, spoiler here, uh the last like ten seconds of the movie. Um, but uh everyone lives underground and everyone's wearing like white suits and everyone's like cog in this giant civilization where everyone has a job to do and all that stuff. Yeah, it's and all it's dystopian. About, it's all very dystopian, yeah. And this and it's about this guy who, like I guess, right now. falls in love with... Who <laughs> <laughs> falls in love with... The, oh, I see this guy to the last 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who falls in love with a, a woman. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's something like that. And then and then they decide to kind of escape from this... The island. Know, like this society. Uh, yeah, so... It anyway, sounds let's, like let's, The let's, Island with Ewan McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> they ripped it off.
0: No, no. I actually haven't crossover. seen that.
2: <laughs>
0: actually
1: Obi
2: Wan's crossover. That was Obi Wan the whole time. It was his, the- his prequel. <laughs> That's what we're getting from uh, from Kenobi. Uh, okay, so we got the headline on the second or the next page here. Speculation concerning the future history of the continuing Star Wars saga. The Empire Strikes Back is a spectacular box office success, guaranteeing the return of Luke and the rest of the Star Wars gang in Episode 6, Revenge of the Jedi. The bad news in that Jedi won't appear at your local theater for another three years. Uh, no one has the slightest doubt that Luke will defeat Darth Vader at exactly one hour and fifty six minutes into that (laughs) two hour movie but how exactly will he do it and the answer to all that important questions of the identity of luke's real father are uh, mysteries that lie in a 12 page outline in george lucas's desk drawer but there are clues sprinkled through the first two movies and the star wars novels Combined with various interviews of George Lucas has uh, has given and a little imagination, they might give us a pretty good idea of what could happen in the next episode of The Adventures of Luke Skywalker. Uh, Let us indulge in some purely deductive speculation. So already, yeah, he's brought up the books and uh, he's uh, brought up the fact that uh, Revenge of the Jedi is the confirmed at the moment, the confirmed title for changed it. And uh, yes. And he's yeah. also referred to it as Episode Six because at this point in time, Episode oh, yeah. Four has now been officially Labeled. named as Episode Four. Yeah. So uh, Empire Strikes Back hit theaters as Episode Five. It didn't just hit Man, theaters. Man, that would have confused Empire so Strikes many back. people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what? Where did the other like three movies come <laughs> I out? I yeah. them.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people were confused, but yeah. uh, you know it didn't funny? stop people from going to the theater.
1: I kind of got some deja vu as you're reading through there because it sounded like you could have been describing Ray going into finding out Ray's parents. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that's see, that's why I think a lot of that inspiration came for the sequels. It's just a lot of recycled nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, I think Disney was quite aware of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware of it too. <laughs> uh, like any good detective novel... We should start with the background first. George Lucas signed a two-picture contract with United Artists sometime around 1970. The first picture was to be American graffiti and the second a space fantasy film. When UA decided not to do graffiti, he took the picture to Universal Studios. Before it was released and became a huge success, UA also backed out of its option to Star Wars. Lucas took the idea to 20th Century Fox and was paid $10,000 to write the script. Writing that script took him two years. He started with a storyline and soon realized it was too long for a single picture. He cut it in half and then divided each half into three episodes. What we first saw as Star Wars has been retitled episode four, A New Hope. Episode five, The Empire Strikes Back, and episode six, Revenge of the Jedi will complete the second trilogy. Then Lucas will go back to film episode one. This is important because Jedi must be viewed as the climax of the entire saga. Involving characters from the first half that we haven't met yet, most notably the pilot uh, Skywalker, who Obi Wan described as the best pilot in the galaxy and a good friend. Uh, so when when he refers to Skywalker, he's actually talking about uh, uh, about uh, what we yeah, yeah about Anakin, which at this moment uh, uh, I don't believe the name has been revealed yet. Uh, no, like it the, wouldn't have been. That was until in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So the first script Lucas wrote was about Luke's father and his relationship to Darth Vader and Ben Kenobi. Lucas decided he didn't like it, and wrote the completely different second script with Luke as its main character. The plot was straight out of the Hardy Boys, Luke's older brother. A battle-hardened warrior arrived on Tatooine to find Luke so they could rescue his father in Old Jedi. Slowly the characters evolved. The father figure became a friend of the father, Ben Kenobi. The older brother became Han Solo, a cynical smuggler. At one point, Luke was a girl. And Han fell in love with her. <laughs> then, then Lucas decided to use both Luke and the girl, and Leia was created. Also a four-letter name beginning with So that's L. why they're so, twins. So no one would get confused. <laughs> a climactic battle with hundreds of Wookiees invading the Death Star was replaced by a World War II aerial dogfight copied from the Dam Busters. The first three episodes will depict a much younger Obi, uh, Ben Kenobi uh, leading Skywalker into the Clone Wars. They take place about 20 years earlier, and according to Lucas, will show the early life of Luke's father when Luke was a little boy. Since Luke's father is supposed to die at the end of the trilogy, I wonder why Lucas qualified it as his early life. Um... The evolution of Darth Vader is interesting too. In the second script, Vader started as an intergalactic bounty hunter, tracking down and murdering Jedi Knights for the Emperor. Then Vader became a dark Lord with religious overtones and Lucas created Boba Fett from that early concept of Vader as a bounty hunter. Uh, So now at this point, we're kind of going from, this is the backstory of these trilogies. And now he's starting to uh, get carried away as far as his, uh, uh, I think his speculation goes with some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm noticing of, that George never throws away an idea. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. And, and even if some of this stuff was potential fact, um, I mean, yeah, it, it, nothing ever gets tossed away completely. Uh, yeah, for just, uh, you it, know, it, it
1: changes the original thing and then adds the new, the uh, previous idea into something else.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, a lot of the art, concept art from Phantom Menace is still being recycled through the likes of uh, you know Star Wars Rebels and and even the sequels and uh, now even the High Republic. Some of the designs for some of the Jedi were yeah, taken from, that. from cool. the High Republic too. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, nothing ever gets completely to- tossed away. Um, right which is nice but uh i don't know is anything you say stuck that up? now so, but what about some of this sequel stuff <laughs> we can sort of recycle too right <laughs> yeah a little too much <laughs> um so yeah i don't know like what do you guys think of that wookie that wookie fight um that, that sounds expensive that's probably why I got changed to Ewoks <laughs> I, mean, the, I think the idea of furry furry beings attacking the Empire yeah that was definitely reused
0: yeah I love how he um like because it's originally yeah if it's originally supposed to be Wookiee's attacking the Death Star then it's changed to the dog fight that means George mm-hmm. Lucas he still wanted a giant Wookiee fight at some point because mm-hmm. it was because true in, uh in re- yeah, Return of the Jedi, it was originally supposed to be, again, a Wookiee fight, not an Ewok fight. So he's like, no, nah, yeah, hmm. and then somehow someone convinced him,
2: no, we <laughs> don't want your Wookies. I'm gonna I'm Get gonna them. pause pause right here. What about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Oh, yeah, he finally <laughs> I just, got to insert in. that right there. All right, yeah, keep going, keep going.
0: He, he, he finally got it in in Episode Three, where he was allowed to have a, a giant own thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: He finally gets his Wookiee fight. Was um,
1: it because it, it was supposed to be too violent? I think a lot of the just too expensive con- I think, concept yeah. art was Wookiees like tearing limbs off of stormtroopers and stuff. <laughs> like it was pretty yeah.
2: gory. I mean, like for every for every potential Wookiee in in this time like in the in 1980 i mean would have been a person in a costume right uh, yeah. with the with the ewoks i mean the fabric and the materials used to make all those not only were they paying child actors or, yeah. or uh uh small people but uh they had uh, a lot less material that they needed like like 3 3 yeah, or 4 ewok say, costumes ab- about per wookiee costume 3 right? ewoks per wookiee yeah yeah so i mean like the yeah the wookies was just a. I i mean to do a battle like that would be incredibly expensive so maybe maybe I,
0: that's why it, Maybe he's like, you know what, there are a lot of, a lot more Small people actors than there are <laughs> actors with gigantism. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly.
1: Let's do the Ewok. Yeah. That's a good point. It was just
2: every Wookie.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. So let's uh, let's keep going here. Uh, in the first trilogy, Vader is a very young Jedi who becomes Obi Wan's apprentice. I can't imagine any boy younger than ten going through the kind of Jedi training we've already seen. And I can't picture Obi-Wan describing anyone over 18 as a very young Jedi. Uh, In Empire, Luke is somewhere between 21 and 25, and Yoda says he's too old to begin the training. Skywalker is old enough uh, for Kenobi to call him a friend, probably around 25 or 30. Yoda describes Skywalker as a powerful Jedi, with much anger in him. Before he completes his training, Darth Vader succumbs to the dark side of the Force. What is the force? Obi-Wan explained it as an energy field generated by living things. It surrounds each and every one of us. Some men believe it directs our actions and not the other way around. Uh, Knowledge of the force and how to manipulate it was what gave Jedi his special power. Uh, And the dark side of the force, it's using that energy field for revenge or excitement or personal gain. Obi-Wan warns Luke never to use the, the force as a weapon, but only for knowledge or defense. Uh, The Force allows the Jedi to see into the future, but an uncertain future that can be altered by current actions. George Lucas says that the common link between all primitive religions is a belief in supernatural powers, uh, whether you call them gods or spirits or ghosts. The Force is a homogenized version of that common element. Uh, Call it man's need to believe in something more powerful than himself, Uh, Darth Vader destroyed and murdered the pilot Skywalker. Obi-Wan opposed Vader, and at the end of the the fierce lightsaber duel drove Vader into molten lava of an active volcano. So, uh, I guess this is more pulling from perhaps some Lucas interviews of of the past.
1: Yeah, I was surprised that that last bit is in there. That means he would have uh, officially announced that that Anakin was going to burn to a crisp. Like,
0: We're asking, like, hey, why Darth Vader in a In his robot why Why is he so crispy yeah
2: yeah so so here's the thing here's one thing to kind of keep in mind as we keep reading this thing this guy who's writing this article is on the front page too with dark lord deceives son with half truth revelation uh he he still he doesn't believe that vader's telling the truth when he says to luke that he's his father Mm -hmm. So, so as he writes this article, he's actually going, he's keeping that in mind. And so he thinks Darth Vader and Anakin are separate people. Still, he doesn't believe that Vader is actually telling the truth. Um, It's probably a lot of people thought that. Why would you believe a villain? Right. Right. I mean, if Kylo Ren, I mean, Darth Vader told me my parents, I wouldn't believe them. Right. I mean, I believe Kylo Ren when he said (laughs) to Ray that his, that her parents were no one. uh, But I guess I was duped as well. (laughs) 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 Ah, JJ. (laughs) Um... So, uh, Vader survived, but his body was ruined, and he must wear an ominous black breathing mask that also hides his disfigured face. A powered exoskeleton added a foot to his height and tremendous strength to his crippled limbs. Too weak to face Vader again, and knowing that his fellow Jedi Knights were disbanded, disorganized, or dead, Obi-Wan hid in the Tatooine Desert until Skywalker's son was old enough to become a Jedi Knight and defeat Darth Vader. Uh so there's a couple photos on this page. One of them is of Vader in the TIE fighter from the Trench Run and it says Darth Vader, as with all the Skywalker clones, seems to exhibit an unusual talent for flying small spacecrafts at high speeds with exceptional accuracy. So now he's starting to make theories that Darth Vader's actually a Skywalker clone and that Luke <laughs> may also be a clone as well. <laughs> They're all clones. Every yeah. character. Uh, <laughs>
0: They're all Obi- each
2: other. <laughs> as, and here's, here's a here's a photograph of of Mark Hamill from Empire uh, as Obi Wan's first apprentice, Darth Vader may have looked like a a, a young Luke. <laughs> so now we get a, a photograph of him there. Um, it's
1: actually not that far off.
2: No, I mean Hayden and Mark Hamill in their younger in his younger years actually have some similarities like facially. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Luke Skywalker is just one of a series of Skywalker clones, had no idea that he might someday have to confront his own evil alter ego. I wonder if this inspired the Force Unleashed games at all. Hmm. I wonder. Um, how does the... Oh, here. Uh, yeah, so Tatooine was Skywalker's home where he owned a farm before he joined Obi-Wan in the Clone Wars. Uh, This is something he's speculating about Anakin. So he thinks Anakin's home was Tatooine where he owned a farm before he joined. That's not far off. I mean, like Anakin was a slave on Tatooine. He didn't exactly own a farm, but, uh, but I mean, that's, it's close enough. I mean, the fact that he's, he's going off of like the fact that Luke's aunt and uncle live on Tatooine and uh, you know, it makes sense if your family's there. Right. So, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, How does the story end? The entire story, not just the half we've seen so far. And at this point, it's not even half. Uh, Obi-Wan, presumably seeing the future through the Force, has warned Luke only a fully trained Jedi Knight with the Force as his ally will conquer Vader and his Emperor. But Luke leaves Dagobah before he completed his training. And Obi-Wan grieves, there goes our only hope. (laughs) Yoda (laughs) disagrees with him. Uh, No, Obi-Wan's former teacher corrected him. There is another. There's
0: actually a dozen um, we have a whole bunch of them in, in vats ready to send out
2: we have many skywalker clones at the ready <laughs> send out number
0: 25 yes.
1: just wake up another one oh my goodness There's just uh, like- Half the tanks are, are Luke's and half the tanks are uh, Snoke's.
2: And Ray's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, another fully trained Jedi Knight besides Luke. George Lucas comments that there is another and there ha- there has been for a long time. The mystery deepens, but Lucas says it won't be complete explained until the saga ends with episode three sometime in 1992 can you imagine that wow. I mean, it was how disappoint- no how could ca- like this guy thinks episode three is coming out in 1992 uh i guess he thinks oh revenge of the jedi okay 1983 we'll get one three years after that three years yeah, after that
1: just go consistently so uh, it's really only roughly a 10-year gap honestly which isn't that long when it comes to films
2: right yeah i mean and this day and age with like the they're able to do it you know faster so uh so now i mean a whole trilogy can come out and yeah yeah a whole trilogy can come out within five years kind of thing or less uh but uh yeah i mean he's kind of making the assumption that revenge of the sith comes out in 1992 and so uh that would be disappointed can you imagine when is the next star wars movie coming out oh you know like a couple years maybe like 20 years from now like
1: (laughs) he told people he was just done he wasn't gonna make him i think at the end of sith he he went back and forth
2: he went back and forth i think a lot of that um but uh but here he kind of gets he gets more into that uh that's ridiculous. I think we can make a pretty good guess who the other is right now. Let's pretend that, uh, (laughs) let's pretend. And that's the the name of the game, isn't it? Uh, let's pretend that we can see July of 1986 through the force and episode one, the clone wars (laughs) has just opened in San Francisco theaters. All right. So now we're, uh, we're pretending inside another pretending thing. Um, so 1986 episode one, the clone wars comes out. Okay. you know, the Clone Wars actually came out in uh, in 2008 as an animated film. But, uh, you know, <laughs> 1986. All right, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll roll with that. Uh, the story opens with a young Obi-Wan Kenobi pushing his way through a crowded, far off city where he senses a tremor in the force. He follows it to a slave boy surrounded by an angry crowd. Slavery keeps appearing in the Star Wars galaxy. And one of the duties of the Jedi Knights was to stop it. The mark of a slave is a steel collar around the neck it's also an obedient uh an obedience device <clears throat> at a radio signal solenoids tighten the collar around the slave's throat choking him the slave collar <laughs> appears in uh, uh han solo at world's end a star wars novel by brian davy hmm, from yeah uh, the boy's collar was too small for him and when his cruel master touched the punishment button it started to crush his windpipe. Out of a blind self-preservation, the boy used the Force. Like Luke, he had no idea it existed, but in his last desperate moment, he willed his master to know exactly how it felt to die. To his surprise, he discovered that the illusion of suffocation was just as deadly as the collar itself. The penalty for killing a master was death, but Obi-Wan intervened. He purchased the boy at a fair price, reorganizing him as a lost Jedi offspring. The boy gave his name as Darth Vader, But when when he tried to call Obi-Wan master, the great warrior admonished him sternly upon their return to his ship, the Millennium Falcon, Obi-Wan watched carefully as the boy met the Falcon's pilot Skywalker carefully. uh, This is Anakin. uh, So young Darth Vader meets Anakin Skywalker on the Millennium Falcon. Carefully, because A small he had, uh, oh small, yeah, small <laughs> galaxy, absolutely, uh, because he had reorganized Vader as an identical clone to Skywalker, uh, though several years younger. Here's the answer to Empire's burning question: When Vader claimed to be Luke's father, Luke didn't want to believe him, but somehow he could feel the truth in the Dark Lord's words. The Force told Luke that Vader was his father because Vader is a clone of the same donor as Skywalker. Genetically speaking, Vader is Skywalker. Ooh. Cool. Uh, this is uh, this also explains why Luke saw his own face under Vader's mask on Dagobah. That's an interesting theory. Yeah, um, I mean that point. scene
0: always confused me. Yeah, watching it, Agreed. right?
2: Like a- it's, it's deep. It's a deep scene. I mean, I've always taken it as oh, this is what could happen to Luke if he goes down the dark path and joins the dark side, he would become the next Vader, right? Yeah, uh, we, we see that now. But
1: when you're a kid seeing him for the first time and you see that Luke's in there, yeah, like, you're not, if you're 10 years old, you're not going to think that deeply about it.
2: <laughs> right, no, yeah, and, and and it makes me wonder, it, it makes me want to ask somebody about, like, like who's never seen Star Wars before in, in uh, you know, today, uh, and, and then watches that scene for the first time, it, assuming they haven't seen the, any anything else, uh, like what their uh, opinion is on it. Because, yeah, it is very like an abstract scene, you know, um, cuts off the, the head of Darth Vader and it blows up and it's like his own face in there. It's like, that's mm-hmm. really odd, you know, um, but he's taking it out literally going, it's yeah, a cool there's hunt. another Skywalker under that helmet there. Uh, and, you know, he's 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 not far off with the theory that there's another skywalker under there but he's thinking of the wrong skywalker like he still thinks anakin and darth vader are separate people and he doesn't believe that luke is actually the son of vader so um yeah i mean now we know it to be a metaphorical thing but yeah this guy's taking it pretty literally uh interesting theory though i also
1: noticed that the choke the collar, the choking collar thing was mm -hmm. would have been foreshadowing to then darth vader choking out everybody later Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Um, and, and also the fact that George kind of used that idea, sort of, but it wasn't a collar. There was that chip that the slaves all had that would, like, detonate yeah. if they tried to run away. Yeah, it's like
2: an and implant th- or something.
1: I think the original expanded novel actually had a storyline to go
2: with that, but they it wasn't in the movies. I think it's interesting that he thinks that Darth Vader was a slave boy. And 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 that yeah, is a hundred percent. That's actually accurate. Like, that's actually accurate. Yeah, and and that's uh, impressive. Like I don't know how he came up with that theory, but I was like, oh, that's that's cool. Like he, I guess maybe he came did up George, with that due to the whole Joker color thing. I don't know. That's the thing. Like I don't know where he's getting half this stuff. He's just kind of putting this all. Together in his own words, just paragraph cool after paragraph. If
1: uh, you had reached out to the author and get him to like be interviewed 50 <laughs> man, this years written, later,
2: this was written 1980. I don't even know if the guy's still alive. If the name's
1: on there, man. you might be able to find him. Maybe he's, he still works for the same company. <laughs>
0: and he was like, "This guy was waiting. This guy thought that the the series would have ended in 1992, and he was holding out." Watched. He he, he he probably oh, waited till ninety nine and, and he's gone now. Man, like this
2: is, uh, so the guy who wrote this dust. article. I don't know if you want to Google him. His name is Bill Hayes Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Bill, Bill, Bill Hayes. Bill Hayes. Ow. Oh man, I got excited. Uh, it's it's H A Y, S. Is is how his last name is spelled. So it says speculation by Bill Hayes. Um, so yeah, and again, the magazine's called Fantastic Films. So you want to look for Bill Hayes of Fantastic Films, nineteen eighty, and maybe you'll find something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's on Facebook or something like that. Who knows? Uh, but uh, all right, let's let's keep going here. Uh, so um, uh, there is another way to interpret Vader's startling revelation. <laughs> I found a he website. Could. And he's you know, something? And it's,
1: yeah, and it's actually the exact magazine that we're reading right now. It was published
2: January 8th,
1: 2009, and it's titled, From the Crap Archives, Fantastic
2: films (laughs) magazine. (laughs) That's amazing. There is another way to interpret Vader's startling revelation. He could be saying that the pilot Skywalker succumbed to the dark side of the Force. Again, not bad. Killed Vader and donned Vader's mask and costume. If that's true, why didn't Skywalker kill Yoda? With the rest of the Jedis, (laughs) well, it's because he got away. Uh, If he trained under Yoda, uh, he knows that Luke will wind up on Dagobah eventually and could have saved a lot of Imperial probe droids. No, Vader doesn't know about Yoda, and that means he can't be Skywalker. So he kind of comes up with a theory there and then goes back on the theory saying, oh, that can't be.
0: Yeah, it disproves it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the Millennium Falcon uh for a moment what an odd name for a beat-up freighter a (laughs) falcon is a bird of prey a fighting bird Millennium refers to a thousand generations of Jedi Knights before Luke. (laughs) Interesting theory. Uh, Didn't you ever wonder why Falcon is the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy? It's because she was designed by Jedi scientists as Skywalker's (laughs) private warship. (laughs) I like this. (laughs) The real reason?
0: Uh, I, I thought the name was cool. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah um to uh the private warship to protect his cover identity as a smuggler uh in star wars luke said my father didn't fight in the clone wars he was no knight just a navigator on a space freighter that gives us another clue about the mysterious skywalker he liked disguises so people would <laughs> underestimate his powers. <laughs> on Moss on Osley. Obi-Wan knew fate was helping them when Han introduced himself as the captain of the Millennium Falcon. Maybe you've heard of her? Should I? Answered Ben, tongue pressed firmly in cheek. Han bragged that the Falcon's speed came from his special modifications, but she was just as fast when Lando owned her. Remember, Han was originally Luke's older brother and it would only be natural for him to bring along his missing father's personal ship. Han's identity was changed, but he kept the Falcon. Okay, let's go back to the Clone Wars. A clone is a human being grown from cells of an existing person producing an exact genetic duplicate. Normally, a child is random combination of genes from two separate parents and thus unique. If one parent possesses a special talent, a normal child may or may not inherit it. A clone definitely would. Only certain people can use the force, Obi-Wan suggests, Uh, it can be inherited. Only certain individuals could recognize the force for what it was. They were were mercilessly labeled uh, charlatans, fakers, mystics, and worse. Uh, The Force is not magic. The Force is a scientific explanation for those mysteries uh, we call magical religion. Um, So it's interesting to me that uh, the fact that the Force can't be used by everybody is already a a present kind of fan knowledge at this point.
1: Well, I think it's kind of obvious to us. Why wouldn't Han Solo be using it?
2: Yeah, I mean, this all goes back to that whole debate as to, uh, you know, Midichlorians and all that, right? And so, like, if you're in the boat that likes the explanation of Midichlorians, um, you know, it, it kind of brings a little more reason as to why some people can use the force and then other people just can't, right? Uh, but uh, technically, everyone is bound together by the same thing, right? Right, yeah. Um, and and you know midi midi chlorians I guess it it all comes down to that count like you know it's like oh if you have enough or like a large amount of it then uh, mm-hmm. then yeah then you can then you can use it like a Jedi would but but so what's all, the word people, on blood transfusions? I you know that's <laughs> I, I don't know what what do you guys think about that exact theory in the Mandalorian because that's actually come up now in canon. That's a good point. Well, obviously it
1: worked because that's how they made Snoke.
2: Yeah, if that is indeed Snoke. I don't know. Bryce, are you were you in that were you on that discussion when we were talking about Snoke in, in Mandalorian?
0: Didn't they try to do this with um Grievous as well? I think it
1: was force
0: death. Oh, uh, cuz that I, like I thought, in I, thought, in, uh, in I thought that they were like that um Master Sifo-Dyas. I thought uh Dooku used like his blood to kind of like reinvigorate Grievous.
2: Hmm. Yeah, uh, I remember. I, I remember I, that. That just reminded me of something. I remember back when *Revenge of the Sith* was coming out, there were there were fan theories about this that uh, that Grievous was made from the DNA and carcass of Darth Maul's dead body. Uh, <laughs> I like that one. I, yeah, I don't know if any of you guys remember that, but but I don't like that was something that that uh, was that a was- fan theory floating around it was yeah and you know who told it to me it was Diego it's pretty funny <laughs> yeah uh, I thought that was pretty hilarious back well, then I do but... know
0: like that I, Sifo-Dyas I think was used to to kind of bring Grievous back because like okay. I think the well, whole it's... thing is that Dooku self-sabotages one of Grievous's transports and like kind of says like oh yeah the Republic blew you up out of the sky and they killed all your friends too don't yeah, remember this you.
1: too. Was this the old animated series, the 2D one? Was or comic. was
0: this a comic? Okay. Um, yeah, it was a comic. It was the first kind of time that you uh or the f- first kind of time that I saw that like Scyphodius was um like killed by uh, Dooku or whatever.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So that that little no, I mean, yeah, Rebus the fact did that Scyph Sifu-
0: Force powers after that. That's all I I guess I'm trying to talk huh. about here.
2: Yeah, like Sifydias being killed by Dugu—that's actually been rolled out into canon. Because of course, the comic you're referring to, I guess that's that's like legends, like the old stuff. I guess, um, but it's it's yeah. cool to it's cool to, to think that they recycled some of that stuff because in in the Clone Wars, like Sifydias was killed by Tyrannus. Uh, yeah, in a way, like he hired the Pikes to do it.
1: More or less, kind of always been a thing because I think that also happened in the Darth Plagueis novel
2: just like people people killing jedi <laughs> i
1: don't well, know i think that happens like, all the time Alps and <laughs> and uh Plagueis both
2: oh like, i see what you mean used uh sifu Diaz, manipulated him and then offed him i see what you mean yeah so oh yeah you know what i need to i need to reread that section because so in the clone wars like which is uh, like the the canon story goes, like plague it was plague. Uh, sorry, uh, Palpatine and and Duku that were plotting, with and plague. Uh, sorry, Sifo joined Duku's cause, and then they kind of used him to a yeah. uh, means to an end. Hired the pikes to then kill Sifo and then pretty much frame Sifo as like the one that came up with the idea for the the clone army and all this and that. Uh, so that kind of threw anybody off the trail that that Dooku and Palpatine were involved. So, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's interesting though, because I guess that, uh, that idea of cypher dying came from that, that old comic book, but, um, uh, yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, let's see where are we, where are we at here in this, in this thing. In any case, uh, I don't know,
0: but the, yeah, the blood transf- transfus- right. transfusion, uh, there's any oh, more right. examples
2: of that, like throughout yeah, not not many, that's for sure. Um I there is
1: some weird story about a cloned a clone that gets Jedi powers. Or like trying to clone Jedi. Force Unleashed 2. Well there's that and then there's also uh, the Lego Chronicles.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> everyone's
0: favorite. Lord.
1: It's Canon. They said all games going forward are canon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Take that, uh, Pablo. So uh, he goes into saying in THX 1138 George Lucas gave us a brief glimpse of a reproduction center where tiny fetuses were growing inside bottles. We saw those bottles again huh. in Empire when Luke is treated for injuries in a tank of water. Uh, one thing you can say about George Lucas: he never throws an idea away. As the accurate. same one. The same one shows up again and again. So, yeah, we saw that Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Yeah, we did. On Camino. Uh, THX1138 was Robert Duvale's name in that picture. R2D2 and C3PO had been shortened to R2 and 3PO because that's how uh, they sound when spoken. Uh, consider Obi Wan. That's obviously OB1. <laughs> but why does, <laughs> why does Ben get a special name? In Star Wars, only robots get names like that. And why did he stop using it? Only uh, he told Luke Obi-Wan. <laughs> now, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Of course I know him. He's, He's a clone too. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> gone by that name, Obi-Wan, since oh before you were born. Uh, but what happened before Luke was born? When Princess Leia sent the message in R2, she used the title General Obi-Wan Kenobi. You served my father in the Clone Wars. Obi Wan is a clone designation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? I mean, it does sound like a clone designation. Man, I feel like this guy was on a roll, and this—I was just like, "What? Really? This is a bit of a stretch." But entirely based on the name, I actually totally see that. Yeah. I can see
2: him thinking that. CT five yeah.
1: five five five.
2: Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> uh, using it might have attracted attention at perhaps one of the emperor's bounty hunters. Obi Wan was the first was the first clone of a man with the initials Ob. But who?
0: <laughs> he was the first one. He was the Obi
2: Wan. Yeah, that's right. Obi Wan. I mean. obi-
0: <laughs> 2.
1: The first one. <laughs> <Real>. <laughs> Originally a member of the Bad
2: Batch. Oh, man. obi will obi- Rem- 2 Kenobi. Obi 2 Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a fun fan. Like spin yeah. off. yeah. Uh, Ob nine Kenobi. I don't know. It just goes on and on. He's uh, like he's
0: like old Ben Kenobi, but the fun uncle that like takes, <laughs> takes Luke into the city and they go they go get some drinks. Yeah,
1: yeah. they go to nightclubs and find a bunch of cheap floozies.
2: <laughs> Remember, the saga describes the fall of the Republic and the rise of the Empire. Lucas didn't invent those names; he borrowed them and much of his plot from the actual fall of the Roman Republic and the rise of the Roman Empire and our galaxy that took place about 100 BC. In the Star Wars universe, Rome never fell because it was protected by the Jedi Knights, an ancient religious order with control over the force. A Jedi Knight has no interest in, in ruling, only in keeping the rightful government in power. Yoda said, adventure, excitement, a Jedi craves not these things. Anger, fear, aggression, the dark side of the force they are. Easily they flow, quick to join in the fight. Beware of them. A heavy price is paid for the power they bring. What famous person taught... Oh, it's interesting that that section is in quotes. I wonder if he pulled that out of uh, maybe one of the books or like a novelization or something like that.
1: Could be. Uh,
2: What famous person taught that philosophy during the Roman era? To give you a clue, he also chose to die rather than to fight back against the evil tyrant. Uh, immediately after he died, his body mysteriously disappeared, and he reappeared in a vision to his disciples. Jesus Christ, of course. <laughs> so he goes on. Okay, I'm just gonna like this article is actually pretty long. We're running out of time. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip through a whole bunch of this. Yeah, this stuff is spiraling
1: now. down to a cr- very crazy place.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He he kind of starts to make comparisons that Obi Wan is actually the kind of the Jesus of of Star Wars. <laughs> uh, he also gets into. Um, some other legends that yeah. it makes comparisons to, like Tolkien's Lord of the Rings and uh, King Arthur.
1: So little did um, he know that Darth Vader was the Jesus all along. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs>
2: uh, so there's a couple of pictures on this page. Uh, Princess Leia might become the wife of Han Solo and reign over the new planetary alliance after the Empire's defeat. He was bang on with that one. Well, bam. Um, yeah wow uh I'm surprised he did of, that even,
0: even after I mean I guess the like the love tension is there in Empire yeah, even though he kissed yeah. she kisses Luke. She didn't really yeah. rule though. Uh,
1: she became a general and like basically a private military.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, he was totally wrong.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh Luke, there's a picture of Luke here on, on Bestman again, you know, peeking around the corner. Uh, during the chase through the corridor of Cloud City, Luke is shot at and missed by Boba Fett. Why should a professional bounty hunter miss? Um, I think he's starting to allude to the fact that uh, perhaps there's a bigger reason, and and maybe he's a clone as well. Uh, Yoda or told not to
1: because there's a trap.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: He is right. Boba Fett is a clone.
2: That's true. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Yoda, the Jedi Master, tells Obi Wan even as Luke leaves uh, his Jedi training on Dagobah, that there's still one other hope if Luke fails to defeat Darth Vader. Um, and then uh, oh and then in in there's a picture of alec guinness here sir alec guinness was ill during the filming of empire and uh consequently made only brief appearances but he may get to play his evil clone alter ego the blind (laughs) emperor in revenge (laughs) everyone's a clone (laughs) everyone's a clone man um so yeah he uh so yeah, not there's not a whole lot of I've, so I already pre-read this article. There's not a whole lot in the pieces that I'm skipping that are actually worth talking about. Um, oh, here Obi Wan is probably closer to Merlin in the King Arthur legend, and Luke is the young Arthur who finds the magical sword Excalibur. Um, See, so yeah, he starts I making the comparison. like yeah. So he starts to he just starts to make comparisons at this point, uh, rather than rather than speculating. Theorizing. Yeah um let's see here so he does go on to say um could uh oh here um so he makes comparisons to obi-wan being like uh like J- uh job uh from uh biblical history of uh wandering the desert and such uh, and then he also goes on to say, um, I think he went on to, oh, here he is. Um, sure. Lucas went back and rewrote Obi-Wan as a more sympathetic character, but it was Guinness who really created the role. In that perspective, I'll merely note that OBE stands for the Officer of the Order of the British Empire, and Guinness has been knighted by British, Britain's Queen. Uh, while mixing the sound for American Graffiti, Walter Merch asked, uh, George, get me R2-D2, meaning the second reel of uh, the second dialogue track. Lucas replied, that's a great name, Walter, and wrote it down. So don't bother <laughs> looking for any deep significance in R2's name. <laughs> when I think of Princess Leia Organa, it always reminds me of... Uh, <laughs> when when I, when I think of Princess Leia Organa, it always reminds me of getting laid. <laughs> I thought he was wow. going to say my left hand. Uh, since wow. Lucas wanted to make a strong moral statement, her last name probably came from Organic. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Man, this well, guy, man. I, okay, this is why I'm skipping over some of this stuff. But um, This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Oh, I guess the worst, too. It starts turning into some some sort of graphic fantasy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, no. Oh, here. I like to think that the original Boba Fett was a woman, hiding her face to uh, Oh, article continued on page 44 Okay, skip to 44 Uh, Enter a male-dominated profession. Uh, Boba could be a family nickname for Roberta. (laughs) And Fett could be the last survivor of a group of commandos that Jedi's exterminated during the Clone Wars, so she could rightfully hold a grudge against all Jedi's, including Skywalker. Removing her armor, she tricks Luke's father into falling in love with her and led him into Vader's trap. <laughs> Oh man. Um when Darth Vader was still an apprenticeship, uh the Vader uh, the emperor offered him a chance to destroy those who he had had murdered uh, his foster parents and sold him into slavery. Vader succumbed to the dark side of revenge and the Jedi Knights tried to stop him. When um, when the emperor sentenced all the Jedi to death, it touched off the conf- conflict that became known as the the Clone War. Um Vader betrayed and murdered the pilot Skywalker, or so everyone believed. Actually, Skywalker escaped Vader's trap, leaving behind a charred body and donned a disguise. For 20 years, he has moved among the Imperial troops, waiting for his chance. He has hidden Jedis and falsely reported their death to Vader, slowly working his way to the Dark Lord's confidence. Where is Skywalker? Obviously, he hides his face and tries to fade into the background. But if you look closely, he's there. When <laughs> Luke <laughs> when Luke entered Cloud City, he saw a han being carried away. Suddenly, a blaster bolt struck the wall in front of him, warning him of Vader's trap. How could Boba Fett, the deadliest bounty hunter in the galaxy, miss such an easy target? More important, why did R2-D2 bump Luke's arm? <laughs> Uh, so he's alluding to the fact that anakin could actually be boba fett and that i uh, thought boba fett was a woman uh, or or that that's another thing that he brings up he's saying he's saying that covering his
0: bases he's got like he's got like 10 different theories one of them's got to be right
2: yeah he's got multiple theories here uh so either boba fett's a woman and comes from the family roberta or, uh, Boba Fett is Anakin and is uh hiding amongst the uh, Imperial allies and warning Luke of the trap that Vader set. Uh, so yeah, a lot of stuff going on here. But, um, uh, why did RGD 2 bump Luke's arm? That's is the real he, uh, question. I want to yeah, get to the, the bottom question. of that. I, I want to get to the bottom of that too, man. Like, there seems a lot of substance there. I think uh, there's a real story point going on here. I, I, so he I bumps think Luke's arm and, and Luke as like a warning. I, I, I get Well, I mean, he he bumps. Mm-hmm. I think he just bumps into him because it's R two D two. Yeah, there's a scene you know? where R two like does Maybe like. Maybe there's a small man go in, like, inside going go into somebody. Control the. There's robot. there's a, there's a scene in Attack <laughs> of the nonsense. Clones where there's a scene in Attack of the Clones where R two does the same thing where they're they're him a three PO are in the Geonosian factory. And uh, oh, and he he, and he, bumps, 3PO off. he bumps a three PO at first. I think maybe by accident. He's like, oh, "Come down, R two. I almost fell." <laughs> and then and then he, he does it again up. on Damn. purpose and pushes him in. But yeah, I don't know. It seems to be a common thing with R two. He's just a jerk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Greedo was not – oh, there's a picture of Greedo and Han in the cantina. Uh, and Greedo's it, a the, clone too. He's a caption, clone that went wrong. Oh, here the, the caption is. He's also Luke Skywalker. Uh, uh, Greedo was not the only bounty hunter interested in bringing Han Solo back to Jabba the Hutt, as is witnessed by Boba Fett's mutual interest in the young smuggler. Um so, uh, because Luke's real father is hiding behind Boba Fett's scarred battle armor, only a fully trained Jedi Knight will defeat Vader. There is another. And there has been for a long time. Ben really thinks Skywalker is dead, but he didn't know about Yoda's other either. Really? Oh, he's misreading that conversation because Yoda says there is another. And he thinks that Ben Kenobi doesn't know what, Luke, what Yoda's talking about. Um, I mean, it does... I could see how it would come across the way in that scene. Yeah, yeah on,
0: I guess so. At least
1: surprised.
0: Yeah, because Ben's like, ah, crap. Like, yeah. there's no one else. And then it was like, what are you talking about? Of course, there's, there's another one. <laughs> uh,
2: remember, uh, oh, it says here. Uh, remember, I told you George Lucas never throws away an idea. At the end of Star Wars, we thought Han Solo was gone, but he reappeared at the last moment. At the end of Revenge of the Jedi, Skywalker will reappear to save Luke's life. And after the battle's over, sits down to tell Luke how it all happened. Um, that idea is kind of similar to what actually happens. I mean, Anakin does come back and save Luke's life. But, you know, again, it's like he, him and Vader are one of the same. So it's interesting to think that he thinks Anakin's still out there and that he's going to save the day at the end of the third film. Uh well, so, he does. Oh, he throws yeah. an emperor down a giant pit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only w- we'll have to wait another three years to hear his story begin. In the next episode, actually, the first episode of the Star Wars saga, uh, more likely we won't get to see Skywalker in Jedi. No, Lucas will keep that a secret until the end of episode three when of when, uh, when Skywalker fights his way out of Vader's trap. Uh, Lucas has said the whole story won't be revealed until then, and then everything will become obvious. Uh, And what about the emperor? Will he survive the next episode? and come back in a third trilogy set 20 years in the future <laughs> adding that no i dude it's right here it's right here. i'm not even kidding um, wow
1: and that that's one of the parts that actually came true yeah,
2: no.
0: yeah. oh uh, my god yeah i didn't even, i wasn't even thinking about that yeah
2: and it was even a clone oh yeah I, I, this guy is probably like in his 90s now going,
1: i told you so
0: oh man this Okay, went yeah. from like all my theories are wrong, and then he waited another he's ten like, years. He's like, I knew it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Actually, you know what this kind of reminds me of a little bit? There's this Doctor Who episode where there's these two groups that are at war for like generations, and they just keep cloning both both sides, just to clone themselves forever. So they're just sending waves of their clones at each other. It's just a never-ending war.
2: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so uh oh, for the record, although his voice in Empire was done by Clive Revel. So this is before all the special editions. We're talking about you know, theatrical release here, the that old granny looking Emperor version, right? So the voice <laughs> oh, yeah, was done by uh, yeah, so the, the voice was done by Clive Revel. The face belonged to Alec Guinness. My my guess is that Guinness will portray the Emperor in Jedi as a clone of Obi-Wan, making the Clone War a struggle between the Emperor and his good clone. <laughs> a Skywalker invader are just pawns in a much larger struggle. <laughs> uh, it's pretty far off there. Interesting
1: idea though. Clone Wars only includes two clones or one clone, a regular guy.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's like starting to make theories that the Clone Wars alludes to like clones of each other fighting each other kind of thing.
1: It's like every hero has a a villainous clone that have to defeat.
2: Right. (laughs) Uh, Alec Guinness developed serious problems in his left eye about eight months before Empire started filming. Specialists warned him he could go blind if he he didn't stay out of bright lights. He stopped making films except for a one-day appearance for his Empire duties and requested that the name not appear in the ads to keep from disappointing fans who might have come to see him. Hmm. Did you notice that Emperor's funny funny eyes beneath the cloak? Uh, Guinness was wearing special sunglasses to shield him from the bright studio lights. I think he will oh, portray wow. the Emperor as a blind man. His eyes burned out to keep from seeing visions uh, who turned the, the dark side to avenge <laughs> That's pretty your cool loss. Like yeah, it. I didn't know that story, but I kind of wish yeah. they just had him just
1: without the monkey eyes. So just the Emperor wearing like black shades.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, remember how Paul Newman's thumbs were broken in the Hustler? Same idea. Uh, Oh, goodness. Yeah, I don't know what he's alluding to there. I'm I'm not not old enough to understand that reference. Uh, What else will happen in Jedi? Uh, Luke will return to Dagobah to finish his training, at least. Uh, Lucas has said that Dagobah will be rebuilt. Supposedly more than a year will pass. In Luke's life before the film begins. He'll wake up from nightmares with terrible pain in his artificial hand. Leia will diagnose uh, it as psychosomatic, explaining that Luke's subconscious is trying to avoid another confrontation with Vader because Luke now believes he will lose. Uh, Luke can't control his lightsaber as well as the artificial hand, uh, as well with the artificial hand, it turns uh, on him.
0: <laughs> attacked by his own robot hand. <laughs> all, uh, I thought There's some innuendo <laughs> in there. Luke cannot control his lightsaber with his new artificial
2: hand. <laughs> he can't. He can't control his lightsaber as well with the, with the artificial hand. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. But he compensates. Yeah, but but he compensates by practicing with the Force's power over others' minds. Um. When Leia resists Luke's romantic advances out of loyalty for her absent Han, Luke agonizes that he could make her love him by planting the suggestion in her mind and she would never know. I wonder uh, if Christopher Nolan kind of got break-y. the idea of Inception. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the entire movie Inception is based on this theory. Maybe. Could you uh, imagine some Jedi with a woman? Just like, you will love me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm pretty sure there's a roll <laughs> chicken joke about that too. I wouldn't be surprised yeah it's that one where they're uh, making jokes about, uh, about about the president uh i think it was like who was it again which president was it again uh was it clinton no it was uh it was bush? it was bush yeah i think it was bush uh they did they did some robot chickens on him so uh luke uh, discovers his own dark side uh ben keeps worrying that luke will be seduced by the dark side but so far, it hasn't offered any uh, Luke anything he wants. This is the biggest flaw in Star Wars, uh, we're referring to Episode Four. Luke's only real dilemma has been whether to save his friends' lives at the risk of losing the bigger fight against the Emperor. And Yoda negates that by revealing there's another warrior to take Luke's place. What about Han Solo? That classic case of juvenile delinquent who grows up to be a uh, who grows up during the big war. If he spent a year out of suspended animation with Jabba killing him, he'd probably be locked into a slave collar and working on the spice mines of Kessel. Uh, more likely, he'll be inside the carbonite, propped up in Jabba's uh, spaceship like a Picasso sculpture. Uh, so at this point, I guess it's assumed that Jabba lives in a spaceship rather than a temple on or palace. Oh, on, yeah, on tap- that would be revealed.
1: What's funny is then that second part of being a sculpture is dead on. Yeah, yeah, They didn't
2: melt him down to be a slave. Mm. Uh, When Lando and Chewie show up, their job won't just be to rescue Han, it'll be to con the pirate fleet to joining the rebellion. Meanwhile, back on Trantor, uh, remember how Luke described Tatooine as the farthest point from the bright center of the galaxy? That's from Foundation and the final battle that will take place above the Emperor's home planet, where Leia used, uh, where Leia used to work as a senator, at the bright center of the galaxy. So, I guess in, I guess in today's mindset, he's referring to Coruscant or course, croissant, coruscant? Coruscant. <laughs> coruscant.
1: Yeah, it's spelled like Coruscant, but it's croissant. It's uh, <laughs> that's, just, that's how you
2: pronounce <laughs> it in French. It's yeah, just been a while since You've seen it written it's just, out. It's been a raw, Yeah, it's been a while since I. I, I yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. I mean, all this stuff is, I mean, the fact that Leia used to work as a Senator, you know, under the Emperor and the Imperial Senate, it's like, that's pretty accurate. The fact that the Imperial Senate is on Coruscant, right? Um, yep. so yeah. Uh, the rebels don't have enough ships to defeat the Imperial fleet. Oh, yeah, bang on with that. Uh, <laughs> Never <changes>. yeah. Haunt arrives <laughs> at the crucial moment leading the pirates and all the Jedis that Boba Fett only pretended to kill (laughs) and shows us Kenner's new line of space toys for that Christmas. Uh, Afterward, Jabba points out that his ships won the battle, not the rebels, and demands his share of the spoils. Han suggests a compromise. He will marry Leia and establish a dual monarchy. One... (laughs) from the pirates and one from the rebellion until the Republic is restored through the galaxy. Jabba agrees and then (laughs) Han has to convince Leia but true love conquers all. A lot of territorial governors have their own fleets and 20 years later Leia is still on the throne and Han is off fighting wars and Luke wanders uh, if he... If he's fighting to restore uh, and Luke wonders if he's fighting to restore the Republic or Leia's birthright, but that's another trilogy, the third, uh, enough guessing as George Lucas says, the movies are gospel and everything else is gossip, but he certainly can't <laughs> expect us to wait three years without trying to unravel his clues. That's and uh, the new motto of Star Wars fans, three years is too long. And don't forget the old motto, "May the Force be with you," and that's that's the end of the article. Mm.
1: Well, it was wrong again because Luke
2: got depressed and hid away on an island. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I don't know what he's—he's he's pretty much way off with that. That, that, third that last trilogy. bit there—the
1: whole royalty thing—and like. And right. Jabba,
2: you know, a fleet
1: in Return of the Jedi.
2: Well, and at this point, Jabba's, me. nobody's seen Jabba yet. So he doesn't realize that Jabba's actually this big You're slug right. creature. Because the
1: version that they would have gotten would have been the guy with the fur coat and not Jabba. Yeah, not, even, not
2: even, uh, not even. The that whole scene, scene was, was completely gone? Cut. Yeah, the whole scene was gone. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. The only time that people have uh, seen it in a completed final format of the film was when he was a CG slug uh whenever that version came out in the 90s. That's but, when they
1: re-added that shot. Okay. Yeah. I always that thought the fur
2: coat been, guy was in there. That's yes, that's the that's the un the unvffxed version of that sequence um that they then put Jabba on top of. Um, and that sequence has been redone twice. So the first special edition Added Java in and it looked really bad. And then the one that's in the Blu ray is technically the second version of Java's yeah. model. That The, then the bad
1: the bad Java version is the one I grew up with. It looks like he's made of clay. Yes, yeah, uh, the one.
2: The, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. also the
1: first version that they added that you walk blinking in. It's terrifying.
2: Oh, yeah. The Ewok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I don't know. What do we think of this article? I mean, um, a lot of stuff in there, a lot of craziness.
0: Yeah. It's well. interesting. Go ahead. Uh, I'm not one to like usually make assumptions with Star Wars movies, like to to kind of like make my own like theories. So, but I know there's a ton of people out there, right? And so why not? Of course, there's going to be people, you know, back then doing the same thing. Same thing. You know, yeah, I thought, thought that was really neat cool, too. Really nice to mm-hmm. see a fan that's just excited about what's coming next. Like so excited <laughs> that he can't just wait, right? He's got to like.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. got to like get
1: all yeah. his theories out try there. to put everything together, and George yeah. Lucas because always throws in these twists that are obvious but not obvious at the same time. So it kind of right. lets everyone to try to figure out what they are.
2: Yeah. See, I, I think it's fascinating that one line, you know, in in the in Star Wars in A New Hope, uh, one line brought all of this. You know, like all of this theory that he'd been oh, building yeah. up about this Clone Wars, right? And here's the one thing that he wasn't wrong about. The Clone Wars is a big deal. Like, and, and it, There's and actually yes, several it, things
1: he was correct about, just saying.
2: Yeah, there's several <laughs> things that he was pretty close with, if not dead on with. But uh, but with uh, with the whole idea and the concept that the Clone Wars is something to speculate on, despite the fact that the movies take place afterwards, um, I like, I love the idea that this is the big headline that they printed on the magazine, Clone Wars Explained. They, they explained from his point of view I'm like what he thinks it is. And you know, to me, I'm like, yeah, the Clone Wars is a big deal. Like, This is the event, not only that creates the Empire and the events that, that happened through the original trilogy, but it also is the reason why the Jedi are no longer around. It's uh, what creates that scarred galaxy that we see in the original trilogy in the first place. And uh, it's the the rise of tyranny. Yeah. It's the the reason why the emperor is in the position of power that he's in, right? Like the Clone Wars was his master plan that we never got to see that then we see unravel in the prequel trilogy and in the TV show. So, you know, he wasn't wrong in the sense that it's something worth speculating on back in 1980. Uh, And I think he's ahead of most people back then as far as like how to take that line and and kind of expand on it Mm -hmm. right yeah i think he did a lot more than most people would be able to as far as coming up with theories goes uh and i guess that's why he's working for this this magazine here but um anyway that's my thoughts on the matter but um yeah what about you
1: honestly i was mostly taken aback by how many things he actually got right i mean there was a number of things that are kind of way out there which are absurd looking back but stuff that he maybe wasn't even correct on like 10 years ago he was correct on after the sequel trilogy (laughs) yeah which was (laughs) i thought that was quite funny right
2: yeah yeah And, and at that point i think the sequel trilogy was kind of a uh backburner plan because like early on in this article when he starts giving off real facts about you know the the George's plan and his outline and all that stuff he 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 states like yes this is going to be a, a six movie mm. saga right and and so the sequel trilogy at that point in time was kind of this thing that it's like oh yeah it's talked about but you know it's not a whole lot of con- yeah. confirmation.
1: And I'm sure and- a big part of that was George wasn't that concerned because obviously by the time he did Empire Strikes Back. He had planned that to be six films, so he's probably more worried about filling in the blanks before right, yeah. those three movies, and then those three movies themselves.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and as as time goes by, I mean, that story was building in his head for for a long time. And and this is you know, I mean, whether you like the prequels or hate them, kind of thing. Like I've always been in the boat that absolutely adores those movies. <laughs> and, and the and the one thing about that kind of which is very even more apparent after reading all this stuff is that George had so much time to really dial those movies in, you know? And, and so like contrary to what many people would think uh, George Lucas knew what he was doing, like when he made those movies and he made them yeah, exactly the way he wanted to make them.
1: That was a common thought was he, you know, people almost thought he made it up as it went along, which yeah. ironically is what they did with the sequels. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the way you, they did You can kind of
1: see the difference there, too, like the depth of story. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Like, it sucks that where George went wrong is he's just on an actor's director. That's the yeah. only reason yeah. that the prequel suffered, honestly.
2: Yeah, I you know I believe it, and and you know he's uh like you know he can he, he can write that but can't say it kind of yeah, thing. As exactly. Harrison, as Harrison says, so yeah, I mean like you, you get directors like that, right? Where where it's like they know how to come up with a good story, but yeah. then when it comes down to directing the actors, they they just less uh uh they just don't care as much, you know? Um, yeah,
1: well, I think part of it is George, like a lot of his fans is more of a nerd right so he's he's not as Mm -hmm. attuned to social interactions as i guess normies so it's that i think that was a big part of his struggle with directing people yeah um which is honestly why i think he was more comfortable getting someone else to be the director and he was kind of the guy above the director make calling all the shots on the story side and the Mm -hmm. editing
2: yeah, um, and that's that's a position that he's always liked to be in, including with with Clone Wars. Like he was at every single meeting. But the guy directing it, he he. That's why he hired Dave Filoni uh, to to direct Clone Wars, and and yeah. George was just the one that was kind of showing him the ropes uh, and teaching him about Star Wars. Like literally, like like Dave is George's apprentice in a way, uh, in a way that no one else has been. Um, Master and
1: apprentice, always yeah. two there are.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, and, and Dave Filoni is the guy that everyone now is kind of flocking to, to, uh, to do more Star Wars. Yeah. Because, for a good because, reason. Yeah. For a good reason. He knows what he's doing. Right. Um, so I think I'm just thankful that we got a good team of people working on these, these live action shows, um, bringing us all this, this cool Star Wars content that people are really, uh, you know, not split on anymore. You know, like it, yeah. it's, it's, it sucks being Seriously in a time in which you know, people are so a, split. Yeah, like like I mean, I know Ryan Johnson might like that, but like I'm not a big <laughs> fan of it. Like like you know, it's like i, I for years. I mean, I, I loved the prequels, and then like society was like against me on that. The yeah, it's
1: funny how that was, eh? Hey? And then and, and, and the sequels come out, and more people are on board with you, <laughs> yeah. and everyone hates the sequels.
2: <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's funny how things work out, but uh you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I've said it before, and and you know, I guess we can end off with this is that like we're all star wars fans including this guy here um writing clone Wars explained article uh and and, like you know we can love and hate things but i mean the reason why we do it is because uh because we care so much about star wars like we we want to see it be the 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 best it can be yeah um and and a lot of us kind of put expectations on it and when it doesn't live up to those expectations we we get upset because we care so much about it uh so you know that's uh I think that's that's kind of something that stuck with me after all these years of having debates and this and that. And you know, I'm like, you know what? Why are we having these debates? Because we all like Star Wars. That's like one thing that kind of sticks in yeah. common with with every fan. So
1: So true. We yeah. all care a little too much. You know, <laughs> maybe we need to just listen to George's advice and Move right. on with our lives.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, the point of Star Wars is that you move on with your lives. Is <laughs> <laughs> my favorite quote ever? It yeah, needs to go on a T-shirt, man. <laughs> All these like sixty-year-old nerds. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play that. I'm gonna play that quote uh, after after the the outro and uh, good. yeah yeah but so for all you listening at home you stay it's a good lesson
0: to star wars fans everywhere i think yeah to not
2: yeah. get
1: you know obsessively uh into star wars i guess the point where you forget about reality
0: Well no yeah. you, i feel like yeah. you go ahead obsess about it but you gotta realize what it is like you know it's right. like a space adventure for for kids like <laughs> right
2: yeah yeah yeah. Cuz exactly. it's
1: awesome. You know, it doesn't mean neglect other things.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, the, and, and and the life lesson that you take from it, right? It's like Luke Skywalker, you, you know, you you move on with your life and do something with it, right? You don't just stay in a, in a, st- stick in that trench run kind of thing mm-hmm. on that farm or whatever, right? Uh so yeah, I think I love his his uh his real world kind of lesson there as like the whole point of of Luke's <laughs> journey is that you move on with your life and that you don't just stuck doing the same thing all the time so uh i think it's funny how he kind of throws that back at it's like just to where, <laughs> yeah. where he He's totally Adam. just stuck on star wars yeah but Matt, I don't know.
1: you know the thing is i bet we, i would not be surprised if we find the writer of this article and he still spends all of his time writing about star wars every day that's all he
2: does all right so okay we got some fan some uh some listener mail in uh and this this one's from shelly uh Hey guys, I was listening last week when you were mentioning fans who were seeing Obi-Wan's mention of the Clone Wars in episode four back in 77, and what it meant to see the actual Clone Wars come to life in relation to Ben's comments. Uh, Watching Kenobi sit and reflect on the wars was very mysterious, as if it were some bizarre battle. And when you think about what a clone might be, it was kind of creepy. Why were clones fighting? Uh, here, you heard rumors back in the 70s that the stormtroopers were actually all clones, and it made you wonder, what did they look like under there? Were they faceless? Uh, so when the clones and the, the Clone Wars were actually revealed in episode one, uh, I think she means episode two, uh, it it put some perspective on things. But seeing the clones being bred and trained and put into service was confusing as to why and how it would be a clone war until it's revealed that they would wind up serving the republic and later the empire pretty profound may the force be with you shelly so thanks shelly for uh, sending in an email and for anyone else listening you can always shoot us an email at the outlook.com or uh, shoot us a tweet but uh, yeah i love the uh, i love the flashback theory there to what people were thinking mm-hmm. about the stormtroopers and all that that's pretty cool
1: yeah i think that was a maybe it's because It was after the original trilogy came out, but I seem to remember hearing that as a theory that lasted for a long time. Like people all thought the stormtroopers were clones and that's where you get the line, aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Go or else, why is there a standardized height for a stormtrooper? Right. Because now that we know they're not, that line doesn't actually make any
2: sense. (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Yeah. Well, that's interesting uh, too. That's a good point. about that Like. I never actually associated that with a standard of like a – yeah, being a clone. But I know I always just took it as like a military regulation. But then again, that's like <laughs> – If you're too
1: short, then you're kicked out of the military.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? That that, that, is, that also isn't crazy because you did have to be a certain height to join certain militaries in World War II, right? Okay. And like to, you did have to be a like a certain physical – kind of specimen they're not going to let some five foot two asthmatic guy into the military
2: well that's exactly steve rogers's problem you know it's captain america like he's too short he's asthmatic he's got he's all, all these scrawny. Like problems yeah. yeah so uh yeah they can't let him in but um yeah I, I just took it like that you know like it's like oh it's a restriction you have to be a certain height but uh yeah i don't know i never associated it with it's, a, it's an interesting theory like it's like oh yeah all clone wars all the clones have to be are are the same height so um Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I just thought her message was very interesting, uh, you know, pointing out uh, some actual real world speculation on Mm. like back in the day, you know, like uh, um, I don't know. It's just interesting to ask. So, you know, anyone listening who has a parent that went and saw uh, Star Wars back in 77, maybe ask them just like, hey, what what did you think the Clone Wars was? Uh, that'd That'd be very
0: interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but. I think it's cool that she kind of says that clones are something kind of like freaky, like because that's the vibe mm. I kind of get. Like if, like if I were to put myself, like kind of you know, forty years ago, and someone was talking about clones, I wouldn't picture like a regular carbon. human. Like yeah, I wouldn't picture like carbon copies of just like a human. I, it'd be like kind of freaky, like spooky. Uh, yeah. Like. And she said faceless specifically, right? So maybe uh, that yeah. they're
1: almost like an an organic android.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I I completely get kind of that vibe. I guess that's what I was kind of alluding to at the start when I was talking about like clones are more like sci fi than,
2: than I don't know, than
0: anything. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They're just kind of weird. Yeah. It's a good point though. Yeah, for sure. Very
2: cool. Uh, cool well thanks again Shelly and uh, guys thanks so much for coming back on the show Blake Bryce uh, always welcome back I guess we'll catch you on one of the next episodes of Star Wars Escape Pod anytime sounds good Alright, thanks guys for coming back on the show, it's always great to have you and uh, for all of you guys tuning in to Star Wars Escape Pod, big thank you to you as well uh, for uh, just supporting the show and uh, if you haven't already, best way to uh, to help us out is to leave a five star review if you're using Apple Podcasts and uh, you know that's 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 pretty much all I can ask for there aside from uh, sharing the show so uh, if you got a sec to uh, tweet out a link to this episode or or maybe one of your favorite episodes uh, as a recommendation for a Star Wars podcast uh, you know post it in the discord whatever you're on uh, uh, some sort of Star Wars forum Uh, it's it's a great way to help spread the word uh, for Star Wars escape pod so that it can get out there and bring in some more traffic and at the moment this is a completely uh, revenue free no profit program Uh, it's pretty much done from the the heart of us Star Wars fans so uh, yeah just a just a great way to bring more people in and get uh, out there you know getting it more discovered I guess is the right word I'm looking for so uh, if you do have a moment to do any of those things that would be fantastic so uh, stay tuned for more great content if you haven't subscribed already please do that and uh, stay tuned to the very end I got a little Mark Hamill uh, audio clip uh, that I grabbed off the internet to play you guys Um, so stay tuned and just a moment for that if you haven't tuned in to uh, rebels talk an ongoing series with after show with diego talking about star wars rebels and our latest uh, episode with reed talked about star wars squadrons be sure to check that out as well uh but until next time guys may the force be with you and we'll see you in the next one So loyal to George, and I owe him so much, he at one time said, would you consider playing an Obi-Wan-type character handing Excalibur down to the next generation? I said, when would that be? And at the time, he said, around 2011. I thought, gee, as much as I'd like to have a job lined up at the turn of the century, I was figuring out how old I'd be at that point, and I thought, uh, well, I don't know.